If you are pregnant or you've recently had a baby, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Kath Bequee, a physiotherapist working in women's health and mum of three. Join me each week as we dive into all things pregnancy care, childbirth and postnatal recovery, helping you have a wonderful pregnancy and afterbirth experience. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Well, hi there, and welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Mama podcast. I am your host, Kath Bequee. I'm a mum of three young girls, a physiotherapist for women with 15 years experience, and I have an online community, Fitness Mama, which helps to provide pregnant and new mothers with the exercises, support, and resources to move them from the overwhelm, the physical aches and pains of pregnancy, the weakness felt after birth, And instead, we replace that with the comfort and confidence to get their bodies and minds strong again so that they can get back to doing what they love with a bubba by their side, whether or not that's running around with the kids at the park or running the next marathon. So this episode today is one for everyone who is about to have a baby. And it's also one to put into your birth partner's ears for them to have a listen to as well. We are discussing the top five tips that all great birth partners need to know when a woman is in labour. I am talking to Rebecca McQueen, who is a registered nurse, certified childbirth educator and clinical hypnotherapist. Beck is the founder of Birth Sense Australia an online childbirth education company that teaches parents coping skills for a more positive birthing experience. But before we jump into this episode, I want to let you know about the Fitness Mama free online class. In this 45-minute jam-packed class, you'll learn about my five-step framework for a healthy pregnancy, confident childbirth and strong postnatal recovery, helping you get back to doing what you love sooner. Plus, you'll learn the four biggest mistakes pregnant and new mummers often make when it comes to regaining their strength and how to avoid these mistakes. We also discuss why the old saying, your body will not to do, is terrible advice and we dive into the simple strategies to focus on instead to help you recover from birth sooner. To sign up for this free online class, head to www.fitnessmama.com forward slash free. That's F-I-T-N-E-S-T-M-A-M-A dot com forward slash free. And the link is in the show notes. Right, let's get into today's session. Well, thank you, Beck, for joining us today. It's so lovely to finally sort of meet you. I know it's via online, but it's so nice to be able to put a a face to the name because I know we've been chatting for quite a while now on email and on Instagram. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me to come along and have a chat. I really um, feel honoured and I can't wait to have this discussion with you. So I appreciate it too. And these days over Zoom is as good as face-to-face. It's as good as we're going to get for a little bit anyway. Oh, absolutely. Zoom is just amazing. I think everyone's taken to it so well, haven't they? Yes, we're very adaptable. So as I've just mentioned to everyone, we're discussing the five top tips that all great birth partners need to know when their partner or when a woman is in labour. Let's get straight into it. 
What would be your first tip that all great birth partners need to know about when a woman is in labour? So I think the first thing that I want birth partners to know is how vital your role is or their role is, depending on who's listening to this podcast. So the role of the birth partner is something that maybe doesn't get as much airtime as what I certainly think it should, but that person who's supporting the person in labour, that woman in labour, has a very specific role and their role is not to be understated. So we know that when women feel safe, her labour will progress in the absence of any special circumstances. We know that mammals and women, when they feel safe, their labour will progress. And what the birth partner needs to do, number one, is to keep the space around her safe. So if she feels secure, if she's got all the things that the environment needed and and her birth partner is supporting that environment for her, she's going to go along into her labour and she's going to progress as she should compared to, say, if she's feeling under threat. So the ways in which women can feel under threat in labour are when she's left alone, for example. So one of the best things to do to keep the safe space around her is to stay with her the entire time she's in labour. And that sounds like it might be a lot. Sometimes it can be good to have someone to tag team with if you're needing a bit of a break that can fill that space for if you do need to step out. But being with her, and when I say being with her, I don't mean just present in body. I mean also present in mind as well because a woman in labour is going to have all sorts of emotions and feelings going on and if she looks over and she sees her birth partner maybe, I don't know, playing on your iPhone or reading a paper or she's going to feel isolated. So that would be number one is keeping the space around her safe and letting her feel secure and that you're really there for her her the whole way through. Uh, That brings back a memory. My daughter was born the day before grand final footy and I actually said to my husband, I am so glad I didn't go into labour today, like on the day of the grand final, because I'm sure his head would would have been in a different place, (laughs) his headspace. How funny is that my daughter was also born, well, the morning of grand final. So... (laughs) So I get when you're a Melbourneite, that angst around football and births. <laughs> That's right, and making it to the hospital with all the um, MCG traffic as well. Exactly, exactly right. <laughs> It'll be a different um, story this year for mums, won't it? Yes, I don't think they'll have that to worry about so much this year. That's great. As you said, it's a really valid point that is simple and easy to deliver on once you're aware of it. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. It's not hard once you know it. And being aware of yourself and what you're doing in that moment, are you? Uh, is your attention on her or is your attention on the midwives or the doctors? And, of course, you're going to engage with them. They're there to help you. But the primary focus really does need to be on her, keeping her comfortable, dimming the lights, doing things like that, ensuring that the um, what's going on around her, maybe music, does she like that, doesn't she? So you're being really attentive to her, both when she's in those moments where she's having a contraction or a wave or whatever you want to call it, but also when she comes out, which is really where you'll spend the bulk of your time is out of anything going on. And there's actually a lot going on in labour that it's quite boring at times. So what are you going to do in those times where you're feeling connected and engaged with each other so she knows you've really got her back? Love it. That's a great tip. 
Okay, so what would be your number two tip for all great birth partners? Well, I would say all birth partners need to watch their language. (laughs) And I know I sound a bit like a cranky mum when I say that. I don't mean it like that. What I mean is language has power. And the words that a birth partner uses when selected and used in the right way is very empowering for the woman. So words such as you're amazing, you can do this, you know, I think you're fantastic, we're in this together, that empowering language will do so much more for her than sympathetic words. So sympathetic words that won't do her as much of a favour would be things like, oh, you poor thing, oh, I don't know how you're doing it, oh, I couldn't do this, oh, that must really hurt. That type of language is going to make her not feel empowered. So it's about being empathetic, not sympathetic. And it's it's quite the same too with even your body language, those looks that you can give her. You can give her a look of, oh, poor you, that looks really horrible, or a look of, I'm so proud of you. Um, you you're fantastic. So it's really watching your verbal and nonverbal communication because Have you ever noticed that even with kids, if a child falls over, sometimes the first thing they'll do is they'll look at you to see what your reaction is. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) And it's going to be the same with a woman who's definitely not a child by any means, but definitely there are points in labour where a woman can feel so vulnerable. And if she looks at you, say, after a really tough contraction that was hard going, looks at you and you're just looking at her going, nah, this is all too hard, I'm really worried about you, that's going to probably cause her to maybe have a little cry herself versus, hey, that was amazing. What can I do now to really help you here? Have some of this ice. Have a sip of water. This is great. Let's come on. Let, let's do this. So it's really watching verbal and nonverbal cues. Yeah, absolutely love it. And, again, that's also something that's so super simple and once you're aware of it, it would be so easy to implement as well. Yes, awareness is was it 80% of the journey, I think, is the statement. And I can't help thinking that in life things are generally 80%, 20%. And, um, yeah, definitely with, with that, keeping the awareness around that and how important it is. It's simple. You can do it if you know it. It would be great to even for your partner or get your part- partner to write down a few phrases and a few words and have them there on the standby so that when he's in the thick of the moment... <laughs> Definitely. I've often thought about getting a T-shirt printed so that women can wear in labour and on the back are the empowering statements that the birth partners could be thinking about using. (laughs) Such a good idea. Do it. (laughs) I think I will. I think I will. (laughs) No one steal that idea. (laughs) Who's just listened? (laughs) It's all Bex. (laughs) That's right. That's true. Okay, great. So number three, what's another tip for all great birth partners that they need to know when their partner is in labor well i'm a big one for education so i would always recommend that there's some education before the event so and and part of the a good class will be around understanding labor progression so the thing about labor is that i think that we get a false impression of what it can be like by watching movies and tv shows where we see a woman and her water breaks in a spectacular fashion and then she's straight into labor but anyone who goes to a good class will soon learn that labor tends to be a timeline it tends to start slowly and then builds before baby's even ready to be born and then in that 
labour timeline, we know that uh, a woman goes from zero centimetres to 10 centimetres dilated before she's even ready to give birth, um, as the movies would show us. It's that labour progression that takes the most time. And in that time, that might be 12 hours, it might be 24 hours, it's going to differ for everyone depending on different circumstances. There tends to be some hallmarks through most labour progression timelines and those hallmarks when birth partners know what they are because they've had the good education they barrack for them rather than be afraid of them so for example they'll understand that at certain parts of the labor timeline there's going to be hormone influx and that's going to lead to behavioral changes so sometimes in early labor women will be going along and for no reason they'll become emotional why is that? It's because there's been an increase of labour hormones that can lead women feeling vulnerable. What's empowering for a birth partner, you know, is that's normal. And then they don't get freaked out by that. It's not, oh, I don't know what to do. I know we're not very far along, but uh, we should go to hospital. And a birth partner who has an understanding of that vulnerability will go, do you know what? We can go. We can go to hospital. Let's just give it five minutes or so and let's just see what happens. We know we've got time in labour you really want to go we can but I really feel like we can maybe make a better decision in five or ten minutes or so when you're not feeling it's in the heat of the moment here let me get you a cup of tea let me get you let me get you just a bit of that veggie soup I made up a bit earlier you know things like that when you understand what the labor timeline is you have far better shot of working with it most people know that in transition which is that period of time when a woman goes from seven centimetres dilated to, to 10 centimetres, that's a time of a lot of hormones where contractions are coming thick and fast and there can be significant behavioural changes. When a partner understands what they look like, again, they're not going to be sitting there in the corner rocking. <laughs> they're going to be right there with you going, this is normal, we expected this, we can work with this. So Education is key and understanding the labour timeline for any birth partner is going to be vital for you to be able to, to keep your head together so you can be there for her. Absolutely. I think at the end of the day, there is nothing that can prepare you for labour. But having said that, there is lots that you can do to prepare for labour. So it totally makes sense. And even having that knowledge and awareness of when should we go to hospital or when should we call the hospital and when, yeah, that it just, it would provide so much security and confidence to both birth partners, I think. Very much so. And it is about flexibility. You know, no one birth is going to be the same. Even if you, one woman had five babies, none of her labours would be the same. But if you have general principles that can guide you, you're just going to be in a better space to make good decisions. Yeah, love it. Okay, so that number three was just having the knowledge. So educate yourself and understand some basic stages of labour and progression. Fantastic. So what are we up to? Are we up to? We're up to number four, which leads pretty well actually into my fourth point is to remember the basics. So if you have that understanding of the labour timeline behind you, then it's about applying the general common sense things that would fit in with that labour progression. So things like hydration and fuel. The main muscle of birthing, apart from the brain, many could, could argue that the brain's 
maybe the first organ of birth that's important, but certainly the main organ of birth that's doing the work is the uterus. The uterus is a muscle. Any muscle that's working hard requires three components, fuel, oxygen, water. So by providing that muscle with the components that it needs, the woman is going to be better able to have more efficient contractions, her labour is going to progress more efficiently, all those things. So a good birth partner is going to think, okay, so in early labour, she is going to need things to carb up, to fuel up, to be hydrated for the work that's coming up as labour moves along. So things like remembering to offer her sips of water for that hydration. When her labour is really in the throes and it's going well, she's not going to want to eat or drink. But in the early stages, like I mentioned before, there's actually lots of time to be thinking about those needs that are coming up. Just like an athlete who's going to run a triathlon, they're going to be thinking about what their needs are before the race. So definitely lots of sips of water, definitely good complex carbohydrate foods. So things that are going to keep your um, your GI steady, um, but good bird par- partners will be thinking things along the lines of, like I say, a good uh, veggie soup with maybe some whole grain pasta in it or some um, cheese and bread and some things that are going to be sustaining. You're not getting into the barley sugars and the, the jelly babies. That's not until later on until you're looking for a quick hit of energy. Things like simple reminders to go to the bathroom. So sometimes there's lots going on in the body that you haven't felt before and sometimes just a reminder to go go to the loo, empty your bladder, that discomfort that you're feeling sometimes can be because your baby's really pressing on a full bladder and you've just missed that. Absolutely. When you're in the thick of it, it's just so easy for those basics to go out the window, aren't they? Very much so. So it's about the care that of the basics for, for the woman, but also the self-care for yourself as a birth partner because you don't know how long that labour is going to be. You don't know how long things are going to take. And if you run out of puff, you're not going to be any good for her. So I always remind birth partners to do things like take their own uh, supply, their own water in with them. The hospital trolley will be around. You will be able to have a sandwich. But if you're in there at 3 o'clock in the morning, not much is open. So take things in that are going to sustain you too, like um, a salad sandwich, something that's not crunchy, noisy, smelly, because that's going to be distracting to her. But things like that, take your own Maybe think about if you're prone to headaches, take your own Panadol and you don't want to worry her with, I've got a headache, I'm too tired. You want to be looking after yourself. Put your own oxygen mask on first so you can look after her. And that's great. Take your own food so you're not having to steal your partner's food. (laughs) Love it. Yes, yes. Fantastic, Beck. So we're up to our last tip that you've got for all great birth partners, number five. Yes, number five. So here's one. So when your baby's born, Lots of attention goes to the baby because you've been waiting to meet this baby and it's exciting, it's a new life. And certainly for the healthcare providers, a lot of their attention is going to go to the baby too. One thing that women will never, ever forget is when their birth partner, instead of focusing on their baby, the birth partner focuses on that woman who's just had the baby. Some women can speak about going through this incredible birth and, and it's been arduous and it's been you know, so challenging, she's never felt anything like it. And then baby's born and she's not ignored, but it's sort of bordering on that and flirting with that. And that can feel very lonely to a woman. So I would say if you want 100 points for what a great birth partner you have been, put your focus on her 
tell her you love her. She's amazing. She'll never forget you for it because she is. And she's just had your baby often. If you've been that birth partner, it's your baby. And there's a woman that has done that incredible thing for you. And you need to thank her for that. And that's what I would say is the fifth. And I always get a bit teary when I talk oh, about that one. I was just going just to look. I was just gonna say I'm feeling a bit emotional now thinking about it. <laughs> look, I don't think there's been a class go by in the say 10 years I've been teaching the class where I mentioned that moment where your baby was born. And I do feel teary. I think it's because mm. I think about my own kids and just that moment. It's just a, it's a big one, isn't it? It's a big one in life. So I'll never forget it. Great. Thank you so much, Beck. Can you let all listeners know how we can find you? Of course. Of course. I'd love to. So, of course, some might say, well, I've got a website. My website is all the W's, birthsenseaustralia.com.au. Um, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and I do have a YouTube channel as well, all under the Birth Sense Australia handles. And um, I'd love to hear from you. I've got a course that there for anyone who's looking to do some preparation for birth for themselves and for their partners. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Beck. We'll have all those details in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Kath. It's been fun. Okay. See you soon. Bye. And before we sign off, please remember my team and I will also be putting together the show notes for this episode with all the links at www.fitnessmama.com forward slash podcast. So you'll be able to head over there to learn how to connect with Rebecca. So that's that's it, ladies. If you found this useful, please do send me a DM on Instagram at fitnessmama. I'd love to hear from you. Have a fabulous day, everyone, and I look forward to you joining me next week for another episode of the Fitness Mama podcast. Thanks for listening to the Fitness Mama podcast brought to you by the Fitness Mama freebies found at www.fitnessmama.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media and tag me at Fitness Mama so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember an active pregnancy, confident childbirth and strong postnatal recovery is something that you deserve. Remember our disclaimer, materials and contents in this podcast are intended as general information only and shouldn't substitute any medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. I'll see you soon.